You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Part of what I just want us to retreat today is from the parable of the sower in Luke 8 from verse 4. It's a parable that our Lord Jesus, you know, when the disciples had issues, he said, if you don't understand this parable, you will not understand anyone. That's how serious it is. I mean, our Lord Jesus speaking, not a prophet, not anybody. Our Lord Jesus said, how will you then comprehend other things if you don't understand this parable? And what's the parable about? We're going to read in Luke chapter 8. I'll read from verse 4. And you, you, like we've been saying recently, it just jumped out to me again from this verse 4. We see a multitude. Whenever we see a multitude in the Bible, it's trying to tune your ears to be sensitive. It says, and when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, praise the Lord, he spoke by a parable. This is the parable, verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the earth devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's not often you see our Lord Jesus exhibiting emotions. Okay, so this is, I'm talking now, and then I cry out. It's for emphasis. Praise the Lord. And he went on and says, Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see, seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Okay? Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Okay? What's he saying here? Simply, the word of God is constant. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Okay? I continue. It says, No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. 19. Then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And he was told him by some who said, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, desiring to see you. But he answered and said to them, 
My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. You know, this parable is, is, um, is clear in a sense, but it's also not clear. Not clear, or rather not that, um, not to be taken for granted in the sense that it is something that concerns me, it concerns you, it applies to us every day, but we often are not benefited by its application. In summary, what this parable is saying is that the word of God, the, the onus of performance is not purely on the word of God. The word of God came and uh, the seed fell on grounds, isn't it? But we saw four different responses, but it was the same seed. Very important. It was what? The same seed. And like I think we've said that recently here. If you look back you know, uh, um, to your growth as a Christian from when you got born again, you'll remember people that started with you who today you can't even say they're born again. By reason of the way they lived. And you can also see persons that you may even have encountered five years ago or even one year ago as Christians. And you can see how their lives have transformed. What is the difference? It is not the word. The word is efficacious. The word is everything. Praise the Lord. But what matters there is the soil. And that one is my response. That's my business. Praise the Lord. That is my business. It's my business to prepare the soil. No farmer in his right senses is going to take his seed and just throw it anywhere. He will prepare the soil. In actual sense, he doesn't even prepare the seed. The seed is given to him by God. Praise the Lord. The seed is given. But he now has to prepare the soil. If not, the seed will be wasted. It's the same thing for you and I. The word of God, like we're singing when we're singing our nice songs we sang today. How he loves us, how he's pursuing us. You know what he pursues us? He doesn't pursue us with a net. He pursues us with the word. So you're in a situation, the word will come. That word will come to embrace you. That word will come to pull you out. If you refuse to respond to that word, there is nothing his love can do. He sent his word. He communicates with his word. He loves with his word. He blesses with his word. He delivers with his word. He warns with his word. He encourages with his word. He chastises with his word. He comforts with his word. Praise the Lord. But what has happened is that over time, we equate hearing the word with benefiting from the word. Okay, we're quite hearing the word, we're benefiting from the word. There's um, the account in the Bible where Lord Jesus was speaking and he was saying to the people, he says, um, uh, I tell you, he who hears my word and does it is like a man who builds his house on the rock. Okay, then he says, he who hears my word and does not do it is like a man who built his house on the sand. Now, the question we should ask ourselves is this. How come one hears and does and builds? One hears and does not do and builds. Do you get it? So there's a mental construction that goes on every time you hear. That's why you can go out. That's why the, uh, the Apostle Paul says knowledge puffs up. Because once you hear, you feel you have it. 
Okay? Yeah, you've seen those professors. I've told you the story of a professor in, um, in one of the medical schools that um, when he's walking and students greet him, he doesn't answer them. And then at one point he heard that they were talking about him. So he challenged the students and told them that if they knew what he knew that they did not know. <laughs> Do you get it now? That if they knew what he knew that they didn't know. That if he was walking like this, they'll be bowing and greeting him. So that it's, bad and it's good enough that he's just not greeting them, but he's walking like this. But that he's so high above them in knowledge that he shouldn't answer their greeting. That's knowledge puffs up. Whether in any area, once you know, you think, you know, you, not that you think, you know, you just know that you know better than somebody. You know, you know that feeling you're in a plane and someone is boarding for the first time. He doesn't know how to put the seatbelt. You're already smiling. Yeah, Bushman for the first time. But maybe the guy has been flying first class. It's his first time of economy. He doesn't know where they find seatbelt. Of... <laughs> you know, anyway, so, so knowledge puffs up. He said it's like a man who builds his house. So anytime you hear... There's a tendency to go comforted, consoled, assured. I know now. But it's not the hearing. No, it's not the hearing. It doesn't stop at the hearing. If you notice, that's why I had to add that part. The last part of where our text, from 19 to 21, where Lord Jesus was answering them. He says, my mother and my brothers are those who what? Hear the word and what? And do it. I pray, I wish, I desire that the church will grow to where we'll have a way of measuring doing. You know now we measure, you know what we measure in church now? We measure hearing and then we measure preach on pastor. We're going to see from our text that that is the second level. The first level is the person is actually sleeping. You know, maybe he's not sleeping, but he's just there. The moment the word comes, the devil will just come and take it and go. The second level is where they are shouting. Come on now. Preach it, pastor. <laughs> and the pastor will say, the anointing is coming upon me now. Then people start shouting. You see, that level is also okay. But you see, the, the enemy is not bothered about that level. Because it says that level is where what? It says the rock is close to the soil. So it generates excitement. The truth is that there is a way the world will be hitting you. You will be very cold. You know why you're cold? You're thinking, how are we going to do this thing? You don't really shout when you're thinking. You shout with emotions. Am I right? Yes, shouting is, I'm not saying you shouldn't shout. You know, I've told us so many times in this church. So when guest preachers come, they're worried. They think you're not hearing. They don't know that you're processing. You know when you're processing, you're not loud. You get what I'm saying? But you see, that shouting does not try. If you're hearing some, like I said, you're hearing and you're thinking, uh -uh, how are we going to do this thing? Men and brethren, what shall we do? That's, you see, you're calculating, how can I live this life? You can't be shouting. You get what I'm saying? You're taking it, you're translating it. Someone, you have an appointment with someone, you have planned what you're going to say and all of that. And then the word is coming. You can't be shouting. Okay, but there's nothing wrong with shouting and doing it. But if you're shouting and not doing it, just know that you're, you haven't gone anywhere. Okay, so the word comes and we hear and it makes us feel good. And really, what is religion? You know, we, we accuse, we, we claim 
you know, and then we accuse some other people of being religious and we are Pentecostals or, you know, filled with the Spirit. The real difference between someone who is religious and someone who really has a relationship is that the religious person, this part of his life, this coming to church, does not affect him after. It happens here and it ends here. Have you had, um, with all due respect, there are some, I have some Catholic friends that, are, that have the Spirit of God, that are born of the Spirit, that are having a very deep walk with God. But the average Catholic will be smoking, doing whatever he's in, and dash quickly into Mass, which he must not miss, and then dash out and continue where he paused. That Mass is religion. They just go into it and come out, and then it continues. Now, unfortunately, a lot of Pentecostals have gotten to that place where they're dashing, do praise and worship, shout and all of that, and just come out and continue. No, the Word must encounter you. You must have intercourse with the Word. Praise the Lord. You, you must. So it said the, the, the sower went out to sow and some seed fell on stony ground. What happened? Immediately the birds of the air came and did what? And took those seeds. It said, lest they believe and be saved. So the encounter with the word doesn't really do anything until it engages you. So if I come to church and the preacher preaches, it's not then that I'm blessed. I'm blessed with what I do with the word. And you know another thing that I've noticed so frequently after service, I don't know how we also got to that point. Because if we watch, if we watch um, a football match or a tennis match or any match, you know, sports that we all enjoy, once the match is over, what do we discuss? We discuss, ah, do you see what this guy played? Do you see how that, that penalty should, or rather that thing should have been a penalty? Should, that's what we discuss. After church, what do we discuss? No, but I like your shoe. I like your hair. Where do who? Uh, tro, tro, am I, is that, isn't that what we do? How many times after service do you gauge the discussion outside? And it's on what we, it's religion. Because this phase has finished. Oh boy, let's continue. <laughs> it shows the word has not sifted. A few cases you see people, when the service is over, they come and kneel down at the altar. I'm not saying you should do that on Sunday, but if the Lord leaves you, you know, but (laughs) don't act for me. Do you understand? It's as simple as that. No, but you don't finish watching a match and now say, I like your hair. Please, can I take a picture of your clothes? I like it. That's what we discuss. Then the men get into politics. You know what uh, Nam the Kano said? You know what Malami said? He's a you know, uh, senior idiot of Nigeria. What did they call him? See? You know, we, 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 just, we just move on. Whereas you, are, you had spent 50 minutes, one hour, two hours in the presence of God. And there was word coming engagement come even if it's disagreement let there be three people saying no i disagree with this or i agree with this i don't understand this look at that prayer it says once once the word comes it says they do not understand that's the first level they don't the enemy doesn't even allow them understand it and how can understanding come if there is no meditation if you don't think on it this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but what you shall meditate on it day and night. If there is no meditation, how? How? When I listen to preachers, I'm listening. Is it provoking my thinking? 
Don't just be moving me from A to B, C, C, you know. Don't just move and finish and then I'm, I ask. Every time I listen, even at lunch, our fellowship, I ask myself, what am I hearing? What am I being told? What am I learning? If I can't find it, then the day I want excitement, I go and listen to that. But I want to learn. I want because God is speaking. The Bible says, day unto day, utter for speech, and night unto night, revealed knowledge. There is something I didn't know that I need to know. Praise the Lord. God is building us up as lively stones into a spiritual So there is a word for somebody every time we gather. Praise the Lord. There is a word for me. So, so that's the first part of the parable. Okay. It says those by the wayside are the ones who when they hear, the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe. The same parable is uh, recorded in Matthew 13. So you can, we can actually be using the two as, as we're going on. In Matthew 13. So, so we can just, you know, get into the details of this. Verse 19 says, this first group. He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received it by the wayside. This is the lowest level. Okay? Now, I'm talking about hearing and not understanding. Brings us to another point. There is a way... Uh, um, um, I, I had, um, in, my, in my university, we had, we were, we were made to do law, business law, I think 101 or so, okay? And the lecturer used to go to, um, go to court. So I think he fixed the, the, ex, the lectures by 6 a.m. or so, one awkward time, okay? I never understood whatever they said there because by that time I was still sleeping. And then he used to take register. So I would just enter to mark register. By the time he's done, I haven't even finished waking up. You see, what I'm trying to say is this. To hear and understand, you need to prepare before you come. Check yourself. Any day you pray, you study, you put your... I mean, you can't be going... When people are going to watch basketball, they dress like basketballers. Am I right? When people are going to watch footballers, they dress... They're saying... They're getting themselves in a mindset... They're getting themselves in a mindset. You're coming to church. The last conversation you had is that amala, eh? That I would you, you're, you're buying and selling up till you enter the church. How do you expect this world to come and jam with amala and jam with? Uh, do you understand? But imagine if you give yourself. So we can't even begin to talk about late coming. Imagine if you give yourself service at nine. So by eight, or by seven thirty. I begin to meditate. I begin to pray. I begin to read the Bible. How many of us have been excited because what you were just made thinking about, discussing with your wife, husband or whatever, before he came to church, the Lord spoke. Yes, that, that's understand. That, that one cannot be stolen from you. Because say, once has thou spoken, twice have I heard it. You came prepared. Do you understand? Because I really say, Lord, how can they understand? How must everybody? He said, yes, if you prepare. If you prepare. So there's a preparation. If not, it says here, Matthew, Matthew 18, 19. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, there is no mercy. It says, the wicked one comes immediately and what? Snatches away what was sown in his heart. Okay? The second level is the one who received on stony places. Verse 20. But he who received the seed on stony places is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, 
but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. I, I don't know, I read this. Who, what is the root he should have in himself? Can anybody help me? Can anybody help us? What is the root he should have in himself? Let's see what it says here. Verse 21. 20 and 21. You can put it on the screen. It says, He who received the seed on stony places is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. We've uh, talked about that. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for only a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, he immediately, see, he immediately receives and he immediately drops the word. What does it mean to have root in yourself? Anybody? So, yes, please. There should be a foundation. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, prof. This is a prof. He doesn't work like this. <laughs> Resilience. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Let's clap for him. Okay, so... so Root, you know, I think the word even helps us. It means I am here. That's what I'm getting. That's the way I got it. This is, I'm here. So, the word comes. I don't like it. It's strange, but I'm here. I'm here. This is me. Do you understand? It's not, it's not I'm hearing it and I'm saying no, no, no. What do you mean by that? He's come to receive. That is almost taken from where we had started before. I've come to receive the word. So there is a submission already. Praise the Lord. When Samuel hadn't known the voice of the Lord and God was trying to speak to him, Eli said to him, What? When next he hears, say, Speak what? For your servant heareth. There is a place where you're saying to him, The word is sent to me, I receive it. At that point, when the word comes, you will hold it and know it is for you. You know what? Because he now went on and said, When persecution, Tribulation arises because of the word. He said they stumble immediately. But when you say it's my word, you get it now? When you have already said it is mine, so you don't say for better, for better. No, you say for your word, for your word. If it's your word, I hold it. If it is your truth, I hold it. I submit to it. Okay? With that attitude, I, I want to believe that what happened here will not happen. He says, this tribulation, persecution, and all of that will not make you stumble because you've already said no before you started. And it's the same thing with our, our Christianity in our times now. But Pastor Akin was sharing with us today his um, conversion experience and what it was then when people got born again, you know, and how they were discipled in the church. And, you know, mine wasn't exactly like that, but I know that when we also got born again, you had some understanding that. This journey is not, uh, is, is not a walk in the park. Praise the Lord. It's not a walk in the park, just as the Bible clearly states. There's a forsaking. Praise the Lord. You're not the center of attraction. You know, we, 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 we are, we're trying. It's good to make new guests well, well, uh, welcome. It's good to make new converts feel that they are loved. But the world won't make them feel like that. Praise the Lord. I wish I told Pastor Lord he did agree with me. When people give their lives to Christ, we must tell them, listen, now you must be ready to take up your cross. Eh? Because only, only the saved, only the sent of God to encourage you, will encourage, the, most, the rest of the people will persecute you for that decision. 
There's a young lady now, that uh, your friend, the musician, that the father drove out of the house. You know, these things still happen. Being born again is not winning the lottery. You win Jesus, but not the lottery. It's going to cost you things. Praise the Lord. Now, if people don't have that understanding, I've been issue, it's going to affect them. As that, that's why someone will backslide because nobody called him. I didn't come to church. Nobody called me. He's an unbeliever. Because how, if you're calling people, if you're born again, you're the one calling people. Who should be calling you? You should be going around looking for people. Do you understand? I, I, nobody, I, I'm offended. You know, three, day, three days I didn't come to church. Nobody visited me. Who are you? The first line of discipleship says, he that must be my disciple must first of all deny himself. It means if you're going to be on this journey, you can never complain about what was done to you. If you're saying, do you know these people are insulting my Jesus? Do you know these people are insulting Christ? Do you know these people are insulting the church? I can understand. But you, who are you? Eh? Must first, number one is deny yourself. But what do we teach them now? Celebrate yourself. You are the reason why we are gathering. People are clapping. You are the center of attraction. People are clapping. You are the reason. It's all about you. It's a lie. It's from the pit of hell. It's a lie. That's falsehood. It's not about us. We judge that if one died for all, then all died. So that what? Those who live should what? No longer live for themselves, but for the one who what? Gave himself for us. So it's, not, it's about him. The Bible says these people gathered, these men gathered together, that they may make David king according to the word of the Lord. If they had come to solve their individual problems, they would have remained discontented and indebted. But because they came to make David king, in David's kingship, their problems were solved. That's how it is in the kingdom. When we gather to lift Jesus up, somehow, we don't know. Somehow, Either by strength to you know, withstand or by provision, we overcome our trials. We come out of it. It becomes something we boast about. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, so we move to the fourth one. So that level is, you hear, and I like what 21 says there. It says, because of the word. So the persecution and tribulation is to match with your word. Okay, it's equal. So it's like a league. So, if you feel, like we started, if you feel you're hearing the word here, you're hearing the truth here, it means then that what? Your test is also going to what? Come like someone who is hearing the truth. It means then also that you need to have root. You need to say, that's why I beg people, if, if, if God has ordered you to be here, make up your mind to be here. Don't be here and be wishing we soften. Don't be here and be wishing we go more, you know, uh, hip-hop deray. No, if you're here, just know that this is the school I've enrolled. Praise the Lord. This is where God has planted me. So take it, like they say, hook, line, and what? And the frying pan as well. Take everything. Do you understand? And submit to it. Don't come here and be measuring the message that they preach in the Father's church with the message they're preaching in, you know, some other place. And be wondering why. Ah, at that place, they lift me up. They make me feel like fly. I believe I can fly. <laughs> you're not there. If you're there, please be there. Because the, the temptation for those who are here will be according to this place. Do you understand? 
Persecution arises what? Because of the word you hear. There will not, no teacher, no normal teacher, let me use that word, they are normal, will test students on what he hasn't taught them. So as you're being taught here, you're being, you know, discipled here, you're hearing the truth. They're going to test you with the truth. Praise the Lord. And you will all succeed in Jesus' name. You will overcome. Thanks be to Christ who always causes us to triumph. Amen. Okay. So we go on to the uh, third group. This third group gets more dicey. I think that's where a few of us are. He said, he, now I'm reading uh, from Matthew 13, 22 now. He said, now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. Okay. Receives the word. He has everything. But he says, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. The, the key word here, which, you know, jumped out to me, is where there is no evidence of the word where there is unfruitfulness that's the key word where there is unfruitfulness where there is no profit praise the Lord where there is no gain coming to the kingdom because of the word we hear so in this person's life we want to assume that he remained constant praise the Lord I don't think he backslid but he did also produce Okay, And why didn't he produce? The Bible tells us why he didn't produce. He didn't produce because um, the word of God came. He has the word, but he also has other things. So his interest is diverse. So he has interest in becoming a, you know, a great Christian, a friend of God. But he also has interest in attaining some milestones in the world. He has a family to impress. He has old school boys to impress. He has neighbors to impress. He has a, you know, a shabby group to impress. He has, a, you know, he, he has, he's run, he's, he's like a, a sportsman, you know, who is running all, all, playing all games. So what happens with that is that his energy is diffused. He's not able to produce. That's what he said. He said the cares of this world, the pressures, the deceitfulness of riches. He said, you know what the word choke means? Choke means to strangulate. It means it becomes too tight. The world wants to work, but there are too many interests. Do you understand? You, you care about too many things. You're concerned. He said, matter, matter. You're careful about what? Many things, same but your sister Mary, or rather, but only one thing is needful, one. And he said, Mary has what? Chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her. So the Christian must, at this level, you must say to yourself, this is what that matters. You know, so, sometimes you say these things and people think the preacher is just preaching. Do you know what it takes to be a pastor in today? You preach a message and then, you know, is um, the church is on Facebook, right? And then you go to check the message, and there are 80 views. And you know that's the word of the Lord. Eh? You check another day, it's uh, 97 views. <laughs> okay. Then you see another person, Monchi was telling me that he, Google, you know, he put on Google, and then one other person, there's 7,000 views in five minutes, 80,000 views in 15 minutes. 
And then you check what are they saying? They say, it's your turn now. It's your turn now. Don't you know that you begin to wonder? Is your turn is working on? That's what people want to hear now. Do you understand? It's your turn. It's your family's turn. Today they woke up for you. The angels woke. They are waiting for you now. The door has opened now. Okay, but you know that's not what God asked you to say. I don't know what whether that's what God asked them to say, but at least, but you're seeing the result there. You understand what I mean? Oh, oh no, there are tears everywhere. Do you think the pastors that go to get occultic power so that people are? I mean, thank God, by the grace of God, those days, people were also falling on them. But imagine you come and then someone is, people are falling. Then you do your own, people are not falling. And maybe God doesn't want people to fall in your own. He's healing them. He's working in them internally. Eh? And then your members are leaving and going to the place where they're falling. But they're not asking what happens after they fall. And then a friend tells you there's a place where you go if they give you this soap. Once you wash with it. You have to be hiding your hand because if you say hi, people fall. So you have to be moving like this. You have to be bringing out the hand like God. I shoot you, you fall. Do you understand? Once you care, I'm giving you a bit of my secret. My own is that I don't care. Sometimes, you know, I wish I were not. I don't want to hear. My, my ears are not hearing from outside. My ears are hearing from inside. That, that's where I am. I don't care. Praise the Lord. I do, I'm telling you the simple truth. I have no cares. So it helps me. I'm giving you, it helps me to focus. Praise the Lord. After the service, whether you tell me, Pastor, the message blessed you, I don't care too. Do you understand? Because no matter what you tell me, it's what he says to me inside that will keep me. If I go back and he said, ah, what's all that show? What's all that vibration? I'll start repenting. You get what I'm saying? So those cares, it affects everybody. Some of us, if not for the society we live in, the, the things that are, are burdened to you won't be a burden, but just, ah, you come out, you know, especially, you know, relatives. We, we learned, how many, last one, it was last Wednesday we said, though, never try to please the world. They are not on the same page as you. That auntie will now see and say, ah, hey, ah, when are you getting married now? Ah, ah. And the thing was not disturbing you before. The auntie just hits you with it. And then you lose, you lose your peace, you lose your joy, you lose everything. Or one other uncle will now see you say, ah, are you coming for this person's uh, burial or what? He said, no, you can't come. He say, ah. That, that, that's Abuja you're in. Is it not your maid that is in Cameroon that has built four-story building? When are you going to come and take your portion of land and start putting up your project? And then all of a sudden, you start asking yourself, I've been in Abuja for 27 years. You start calculating all the things that your age mates have acquired. And you, you have no... It was not a problem to you. Cares. And then it brings the pressure that God is not putting on you. Child of God, you see this kingdom. 
When you get on this path, listen only for his voice. Are you getting me? Listen only for his approval or disapproval. And he's faithful, his voice will come. That's why the, the few times we heard God speak audibly in the Bible was, this is my beloved son in whom what? And well pleased. That's to confirm him. 30 years. It doesn't matter what every other person was saying. His family, everybody. He said, my son, I'm well pleased with you. Jesus went on with that one. The next time he came out again, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear you him. That's all. Do you know what the people were saying? Peter was saying to something. This person was saying to something. John was saying to something. James was saying to They were all saying to something. It didn't move him. As long as the father said, and he himself told us. He said, this is what I do. One thing I do. He said, he that sent me is always with me. Because I always do the things that please him. He freed him. Praise the Lord, somebody. So that's the last level. That's where, you know, that's where... We, 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 we now enter into, into, into the, the difficult part. But after, once you can deal with the cares, take it away. Just do what he asked you to do. You can imagine being John the Baptist. You think there were no clothes in his time? You say, what was he clothed with? Camel's skin. Yeah. That's, that, he must have been so out of fashion. You know this one I'm wearing fitted now. Maybe John the Baptist will just come and wear that type of Buhari's trouser that he wore in Nemo State. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. So it says, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who haven't heard the word. Having heard the word. Luke 15 now. Luke Eight fifteen, having heard the word with a noble and good heart. Let me say noble and good heart. Noble and good heart. Noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. What does it mean to have a noble heart? What does it mean? Noble heart. Good heart. Child of God, you cannot separate genuine Christianity from morality. If there is no holiness there, God is not there. No mountain you won't kick down, he will not compromise on holiness. No wall you won't break down, not in iniquity. You know why? Our people have a saying. That somebody that a snake bite killed the father. Eh? If he sees a centipede that be millipede, eh? he will run away. It was sin that killed Jesus on the cross. You see the passion? If not for sin, the devil cannot. If not for sin, no centurion will spit on Jesus. If not for sin, they will not pull his beard. If not for sin, not one stripe will be on his body. If not for sin, he would, the moment he came into the world, the whole world would have been worshipping him. It was payment for sin that had to keep him humble. It was sin. Now, nobody speaking by the Spirit of God can make light of sin. Nobody who is born again, we talked about being born again on Sunday, right? 
And we said the first step is that what? I will sprinkle clean water. Then they didn't understand the blood. But for us now, it is the blood. He said, washing us with his own blood. So I'm born again because his own blood washed my sins away. And you tell me that I can come to church and want to keep sin in one pocket. I'm not born again. Noble heart talks about a someone please let, let's open the dictionary help me let, let's i need about four or five different things so because i said lord how do we get there he said read it is there noble heart if you just get what noble means you, you tell you tell me that's who bears fruit noble and good heart if anybody finds it just shout it out for us so we sorry Outstanding qualities, okay? Like, like, honesty, generosity, courage, what else? Integrity, sorry? Sorry? Upright. Now, now, he said this is the heart you come with, oh. Morally good. This is the heart you come with. So, so how, how can, how, how, this is, he said, these are the people who can, this word can walk in. These are the people who can receive the word. It's a mindset. This is, you see, we're not saying this to the unsaved. The unsaved, conviction hits you. I don't know your experience, but uh, Pastor Akin told her, mine was similar. I didn't know what they said, but I was weeping in church. I didn't come to repent, but the mercy of God hit me. Praise the Lord. Now, but when you are now born again, there is a response that is required of you. I understand. There's, a, there's, there's an attitude you come to God with. You, you, God is holy. God is beautiful. It says, it, it says he dwells in the high and holy place. You can't be coming to God and have an appointment for sin after. The Bible makes provision for you and I being overtaken because we have a wicked devil pursuing us. Praise the Lord. Who is wise, who is strategic, who is working to bring us down. So the provision is that if any man says we have what? An advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He will, he will plead and will be forgiven. But I cannot want it. The one time me must change. I get in it. The one time in me of what I want, the desire in me must change. So I come with a noble heart. I come to say, I come to my God. I come to my maker. I come to the most high. And with that attitude, I'm submitting to hear what does he have to say to me. Sometimes he says something and I can't move again. And I'll say to him, Father, I have no strength. I am weak. I'm fainting. I can't do it. And then he will reach out by grace and do what? And lift me up. The Bible says where sin abounds, what happens? Grace abounds much more. So he's saying no matter no matter how bad, no matter how difficult, no matter how terrible it is, it said grace will come. But that heart, God has no miracle that will change your heart. You will change it yourself. 
It's the word of God that said to us, the heart of man is what? Desperately deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. But the word comes, if that heart says, I don't want to continue like this. Praise the Lord. I don't want to continue. No. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I I know, I know. This is, you don't like this. So please, Lord, help me. Once you come with that heart, then God begins to enter and begins to change it. He said, with a noble and good heart, when you receive the word like that and surrender to it, he says, you will bear fruit hundredfold. 64 and 34. That is the transformation. Let, let, quickly now. Okay, our time is so gone. Quickly, Ecclesiastes 5. You know, I, I said this, um, I said technology of hearing or importance of hearing. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1. Yes. It says what? It says, walk prudently when you go to the house of God and draw near to do what? To hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. You know, this, this will capture a lot of what happens, you know, with the, unquote, Pentecostal churches now. When you see that word sacrifice, prayer is a sacrifice of all of that. But it says the most important thing you should go to the house of God to do is to listen to him. Listen to him. You see, if you were to come to me, okay, praise the Lord. Assuming you were to come to me and you had problems I could solve, okay? Are you with me? There are problems I could solve. And they said it's me that will solve it. Now, even if like, um, uh, what example will I use now? Let me use um, a safe example. Okay, um, Ahmed. So you're coming to me. But I don't like your mohawk. Okay? That's, I'm just saying. I'm using it as an illustration. I'm just envious. I don't have hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't like your mohawk. Okay? And it's a problem to me. But you're coming that I may solve a problem for you. There is a way you can come and give me a gift. Eh? When you give me that gift, I'll start saying, Mohawk is nice. Mohawk is the best hairstyle. You know what? You have given me something I need that touches me. So you have been able to bend me. I've lost integrity. I've curved my standard. But if you are coming to me and I have nothing, no need of anything you have, what can you give to me that will make me bend? That's how it is with God. Do you understand? No. Sacri- he said, don't come to bring your... He said, I'm, I'm shouting. I'm shouting. He said, when you finish shouting, obey me. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. He said, when you finish dancing, obey me. Don't come to bring the sacrifice of... Listen to me. Listen to me. There's nothing we are bringing to him. He, he, he retreated at 1 Samuel 15 because of our time. 1 Samuel 15, 22. He can give us easy to read version or message. When he was speaking to Saul through Samuel. 22. Yes. He said, refusing to obey is as the sin of sorcery. Being stubborn and doing what you like is like the sin of worshipping idols. He said, you refuse to obey the Lord's command. That's how he said no. He said no. You you listen to me. So we come to listen. We come to listen. We come that the word of God might control us, might influence us. You can give us message, please. Twenty-two. 
Okay, yeah, it's actually 22 I wanted, yes. 22, please, 22. It says, then someone said, do you think all God wants are sacrifices, empty rituals, just for sure? We have a lot of that. We have a lot of that. That's why, you know, Christians are known only within our auditoriums. You know, someone was saying something that, you know, an unsafe person told him or her lately. That someone acted in a way, and then when the person was driving off, he saw the sticker on the car. One church name, you know. One of those things. Why? Because we go into the auditorium and we offer the sacrifices, but we don't listen. So when we go out, we live the way we want to live. That's what he said. He says he wants you to what? To listen to him. Plain listening. Somebody say plain listening. Is the thing. Not staging a lavish religious production. Plain listening. You know what? God has all power. Child of God, brethren, listen. God is powerful. You understand? God is almighty. There is nothing he cannot do. So even when somebody says it's your turn now, it was your turn yesterday. God can do it day before yesterday. It's not, nothing is a, do, do we know the God we are dealing with? Praise the Lord. He's almighty. Power resides with him. Do you understand? But the only thing is that, you see, he's also a God of order. He's a God of structure. He's a God of love. He's not a God that has... God is complete in himself. Let me say it in Hebrew for those who... You see, God is no longer dancing to win a prize. Do you understand? The angels are bowing. Elders are bowing. Everywhere, heaven and earth adores him. All creation adores him. He is God. He knows he is God. He'll remain God forever. He's not trying to impress us. Do you understand? And he has for every one of us, there is a plan written out for us. In his book, it's documented the days. And he's following it. What he has said is this. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. That thoughts of good. Not of evil. I'm walking to praise. I want to bring you to a place where when you turn and look back, you say, what a mighty God you are. Let's rise on our feet. That's the God we are serving. That's the God we are dealing with. He loves us. Yes. He loves us beyond our imagination. He loves us. And he can do it. And he will do it. But according to his plan. In a way that is eternally good for us. Eternally. In a way that is in our best interest when we know all that God knows concerning our situation. So tonight, I just want us to worship him. I just want us to tell him, Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Let me be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let me know you. Let me understand you. Let no man lead me astray. Let no circumstance discourage me. You are faithful, O God, and I will worship you. You are my God. I declare that I will worship only you. You are worthy of my worship. Just talk to him. Have a personal communication with him. And if you're here and there are things he's saying already to you, tell him, Lord, I ask for help. That's the good thing about him. He doesn't just give us instruction. He helps us do it. Our Lord Jesus commissioned the disciples. And then he went around and said to them, wait. Until my Holy Spirit comes upon you. You can't do it by yourself. What we are learning tonight. Whatever it is. Circumstance situation. His Holy Spirit will also come round. And take us. Say he is the one who walks in you. 
both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we can by his spirit. We can. His, the apostle Paul says, I can do all things by my power. No. By my strength, no. By my resolve, no. It says through Christ, through the anointing, the same one that helped Jesus do it. He will help me. So tonight, let's go to him and worship him and bless him and thank him and exalt him and just tell him, you are my father. You are my father. This evening, I thank you because you are good and I will surrender to you. None else deserves my worship. You deserve my worship. You deserve my devotion. You deserve my surrender. I will listen for your voice. Help me, O oh Lord, in all circumstances, in all situations, at all times, O oh Lord, to continually listen, 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 listen for your voice. For you do me good. You only, you only do me good. You only do me good. Even when there are afflictions, the Bible calls them light afflictions. Even that when there are trials, we are called to be overcomers. Even when there are delays, we are called to have long suffering and patience. You are my God. I will worship you. I will worship you. I will worship you. Let's just bless him. He's a good father. He's a good, good God. He's a good, good God. He's a good, good God. What he wants to make of us is wonderful. He wants to make us a shining star. He wants to make us indeed stars that will remain forever. He doesn't want you to shine and jump and be excited and then, you know, someday. No, the path of the just, the Bible says, is as the shining light. When God takes you up, he takes you higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. The apostle Paul says to us, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials and temptation, knowing that the trial of your faith, it works patience. He said, let patience have its perfect work. That you might be complete. <laughs> Lacking nothing. I'm only being equipped. Oh, Satalata I worship you Lord 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 I worship you, Lord. We worship you. Please, can, can you put for us Psalm 119, please? Psalm 119, uh, we'll, we'll take 97, 98. From there down, and then we'll just pray with it. For wisdom, for guidance, for direction. It says, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. It says, you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever with me. How many of us want to be wiser than our enemies? A step ahead of them. Many steps ahead of them. It says, it's through your commandments. 
Go on, please. He says, I have understanding, more understanding than all my teachers. He said, why? He said, for your testimonies and my meditation. Go on. He says, I understand more than the ancients. Why? He said, because I keep your precepts. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Give me a desire. On Sunday, we pray, Lord, circumcise my heart to love you. Tonight, we are saying, Lord, let me value your word. Let me desire more than my necessary food. Let me come to accept that truly, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. By the word is deliverance. By the word is healing. By the word is provision. By the word is promotion. The word of promotion has come to somebody. The word of deliverance has come to somebody. The word of guidance. Father, we are thanking you. Begin to thank the Lord because you have heard and you will yet hear the voice saying to you, this is the way to go. The word of the Lord. 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 Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Whatever circumstance, situation they have come in with, let them hear your voice. Let them hear your word. As they opened up their heart to hear, Lord, let them indeed hear. Give answer. Give instruction. Specific guidance, O oh Lord. Let them see, O oh Lord. You spoke to Peter and said to him, Go into the river, casting your hook. Let somebody hear instruction for provision. Let somebody hear instruction for deliverance. Let somebody hear instruction for healing, O oh Lord. Lord will bless you. Lord will thank you. For you give cancer, you give direction, you turn things around. Oh, Seladalagerebo Shakalagarabo, Setaladada. I feel like singing you move mountains can we just declare because our God is big yes not with bulldozer with his word you have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway near next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070 you can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, thefatherchurch. God bless you.